Aaron Frantel from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and you're listening to Final Gravity Podcast. Some of my best friends rode the short bus. I'm leaving you in charge. What's your name? Steve. Steve? Yes. And you work in your security for Yes, I am. got the black box colors on. We had some complaints. We're in Chicago. We had complaints. Like, what kind of stuff? Noise. Noise. Yeah. What? Like, drunk people making noise. Yeah. Like, it's a drunken crowd up here because you guys handle it. Yes. No, that's the call that we got, though. But I appreciate you guys sitting down for me. Yeah. That was so better than your mom. So you guys have just won a urinal yeah. for bringing the most beer. How do you feel about that? Good job, man. It's a proud, proud day in the Iowa Brewers Union history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, bitches? Hey, everybody. What's up? Dude, it's been way, way too long, and I have to apologize to our uh, listeners out there. I know uh, we've taken a little longer time than we normally do, but having said that, a lot of shit has been going on in my life. Uh, Some good, some very bad um so i apologize we will have shows with more frequency hopefully coming up here but it's racing season and there's been some close family that we lost recently uh and it it, quite frankly it's torn me up pretty good so um you know i apologize for that and we will try to get back on the ball here the good news is we're here. We're going to do a show. We, uh, we're going to wing it a little bit tonight because uh, sort of last minute, Nico was supposed to be on the show tonight talking about hops, and uh, he's a little under the weather, so he uh, politely had to reschedule, and we don't have that schedule defined yet, but we will have him on the show very soon, I promise, and uh, I think he'll be joining us in the chat later. He's got uh, some promotions to talk about. If you don't know who Nico is, go to NicoBrew.com. He sells hops. He has a shit ton of hops. And actually, uh, he has a special he's going to tell us about later. I think it's Centennial Hops. And he has like a truckload, a metric shit ton of Centennial's rhizomes that he uh, he's looking to sell. You know, Jay, I'm glad you said that. I, I can't wait till we fully switch over to the metric system. Uh, it's so much easier to calculate fractions of a metric shitload than, than an Imperial. That is true. Yep. And we have Forrest in the studio tonight. I haven't had Forrest up in a while. Thanks for coming, brother. My pleasure. And uh, Warren's going to be joining us hopefully in a little bit here. And we may have a Dan sighting later, too, those of you that love Mr. Dan. And uh, good news, Dan is the uh, the owner of Pleasant Run Structures. If you guys have heard some of the ads in the past, 
And apparently, he tells me at the last homebrew meeting we had that the brew shed that we were talking about, sort of in joking, is in production and will be available very soon. Nice. So it's going to be sort of a brew-specific shed. That's a great. Uh, idea. That's a really, really good idea. Yeah, like a party shed. You're going to have, you know, a window and the ability to have taps, faucets out out the side of the shed. And right, and everything's wired. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know all the details yet, and hopefully he'll show up tonight so he can clue us in a little bit. I know it is going to be totally customizable, um, but it is, you know, the the reason he got this shed built was for a brewing slash party shed so it, it'll be interesting to hear what what he's done with the design and uh i don't know if he got it delivered yet or it's going to be delivered but he sounded pretty stoked man he was pretty ramped up about it and uh you know we want to put that out there for our listeners because who doesn't want a a place to brew and a place to entertain your friends all in one unit it's like the ultimate man cave it, pretty much, yeah. It's like a, a small man cave outside your house so your wife doesn't get all pissed off and uh, get to have your buds over. And he will deliver, he said, pretty much anywhere. Nice. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it'll be you know pre-assembled. And there is, from what I understand, some customization that he will allow, whether it be power or plumbing or whatever. I, I don't know how detailed he's going to get with that, but you know it, it is a purpose-built shed. It's not just a shed. It was it was built with brewing and entertaining in mind, so should be pretty cool. Hopefully he'll show up and he can tell us a little bit more about that. But if not, probably the next show we'll drag his ass up here and we'll get him to talk more about that. Kick ass, yeah. I was I was thinking more like you know win the lottery and demolish my house and rebuild it as a brewery slash hangout. Right, like a 70s porn on one end with the disco balls and the zebra fur furniture and stuff like <laughs> sure. that, and then a brewery on the other end? Yeah, it was like, make it like a brewery in half of it, and the other half like a, a high-end Las Vegas hotel suite, you know, one of those kind of setups. Right, like swanky yeah. 70s cocaine type, yeah, like that, yeah, like you'd see in, uh, what movie was that? Um, the Hangover. Right. Well, that was actually pretty modern, pretty neat looking, and that's kind of what I was thinking. I was thinking more like Casino with because, Robert De Niro. Oh, yes. That's a good one. When Sharon Stone is all fucking whacked out on <laughs> on coke and shit. Yeah, like something like that, a little more swanky. <laughs> that would be a great time, man. Yeah, we got to win the... We, we need a Final Gravity like lottery pool. We do. So when we win, we can just all get the big payoff. That'd be pretty hot. That's not a bad idea. I think somebody needs to get a big payoff because it's just, wow. Hey, uh, Farside's in the chat and he says, the phone app is working. I didn't even know, <laughs> quite, quite honestly, I didn't even know we had a fucking phone app. I, Justin TV has an, has an app. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think you have to pay for it on iPad, though. It's bullshit. Oh, really? Yeah. See, now, here's the thing. I think it's free on iPhone, but I think you have to pay for it for iPad, which is lame. Okay. Because I'm kind of concerned, i got to be honest, because my Droid that I've had for... Well, two years. We're ready for an upgrade, and my droid is literally just... It, it has a mind of its own. I, I go on a website, and I try to search for something, and it, it starts zooming and unzooming by itself. Yeah. I was about this close to smashing it on my steering wheel the other day. <laughs> really close. Um, so we're ready for an upgrade, and because I'm a cheap bastard, and, well, listen, times are tough, we opted for the iPhone 4s because they're free. Yeah, I I still have an iPhone 3GS because it was like when I got it like a couple of years ago it was like it was 20 bucks or something, and 
shit, I don't really need anything. I don't understand why I would want an iPhone 5 because I don't. Right. I don't know. I don't use 90% of what's on there anyway. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I'm I'm a little worried because I'm I'm maybe taking a step backwards with the iPhone 4 from the the Droid. But we'll see. Anything's got to be better than a phone that does not work. All I want it to do is work. So essentially, it's not the Droid you're looking for. <laughs> well, <laughs> I like the Droid platform, but the Motorola phone I had was junk. Um, right. No, I agree. The whole Android thing I think is really cool. Yeah, the Android platform I, I think is pretty pretty sweet. It's more open. Um, iOS is a lot more closed, so you end up with a lot more interesting apps that don't have to be certified by the Grand Apple Poobah, you know. It's, uh, you know, I was looking into doing an app just kind of for the experience of 100 bucks to have it certified, even if you're giving it away. Wow. Um, and I wasn't going to do a bunch of advertisements or any crap like that. You know, I was just going to do an app that was to do something brew related that you would want, you know, really quickly, even though there's already a bunch of them, just for the experience. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to spend weeks on this shit and then spend 100 bucks for Apple to give something away. That's, it's insane. If it was Android, you could just post it somewhere and people would download it. Right. Yeah, and hopefully one of these days, I'm thinking maybe in the fall when everybody's schedules relax a little bit, we, uh, we're we going to hopefully get an app out there uh, for phones, Android, maybe Apple, but more than likely just Android. So we're uh, that that's in the works. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of things going on we're talking about, and hopefully we'll solidify them one day, but... The summer's busy for everybody. Every everyone has families and bunch of shit going on, and it's race season. Did I mention it's race season for us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you may have mentioned that six times. Right, right, right. right. So uh, I will say our schedule this summer may be a little laxed, but we're gonna, we're going to try and get back into the saddle here a little bit for you guys because uh, we love doing this and we love that you guys listen and participate. It's sweet. So tonight, um, you know, like I said, it's going to be sort of an open show. We don't really have a set topic per se because Nico was sick and had to bail on us last minute. Um, so I thought we'd maybe, you know, sort of celebrate spring, number one, since the warm weather is finally upon us here. Well, still a little chilly here, but close enough. You know, we, we, we had some couple of really hot days and now we're back to cold. And I think it's supposed to warm up over the next few days and then back to cold. <laughs> but for what it's worth, my hops are poking up out of the ground, which I'm really excited about. And so kind of celebrate spring, planting hops, and uh, we will get Nico on here, you know, hopefully within, hopefully the next show we're going to get him on to talk about uh, all the different hop varieties he has. Dude, I tried a beer that Manskirt Joe brewed. It was the it was a party guile. It was the second runnings from his barley wine. He called cool. it Mosaic Madness. Have you ever had Mosaic hops? No, I don't think so. Holy shit! I wish that it wasn't proprietary because I want to get rhizomes of this hop because it's it tastes like I can't even describe it. It's like nothing I've ever tasted before in my life. Huh? And I've drank a lot of beer. Um, it was like dank and fruit you know citrusy and almost like i want to say almost like uh maybe like a slight hint of like star anise flavors out of it it was the most interesting hop i've ever tasted in my life wow so if you guys have never played with mosaic highly recommend trying that hop because it's a very 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 unique flavor yeah i gotta run through the three pounds of shit i bought thinking i was gonna be smart and buy a whole lot at one time 
And <laughs> so now I'm kind of limited to the three kinds that I got, but I will definitely check that out. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, w- I wish I could get rhizomes, but uh, from what Nico tells me, it's proprietary and nobody's going to release rhizomes. So maybe maybe we can find a, a mosaic underground where someone can steal some rhizomes or something. Yeah, I mean, if it smells like weed, surely there must be a market for it. It definitely has a dank quality to it, for sure. Um, so I would say, you know, if you guys are planning on putting hops in the ground, you probably should do it like yesterday we're, we're at the point where if you're going to plant hops this year you really should get them in the ground you know you probably should have had them in the ground already um at least if you're east coast but it has been pretty cold here so you may you may be okay if you get them in the ground within the next week or so but definitely something to think about if you guys want to grow them you know you're going to want to get them in the ground soon for sure we got a. I said I've never planted hops, so we have a question. You could probably answer it better than me. Possibly. About oh, it wasn't for me. It was in the chat. Sorry, did. Go ahead. Uh, Farside's asking, what is the best variety for all-purpose usage? Whew, that's a question that's going to be really hard for me to answer because it depends on where you live. Number one, what your climate's like, what your soil's like. Uh, from my experience on the East Coast, because it's very damp here, we get a lot of rain, it's humid. Um, I've had pretty good luck with Cascades, just because they seem like a tank hop. And pretty much, you know, unless you're doing all English beers, you can use them in a whole bunch of beers. Yeah, it's a good it's a good general. I was going to actually say that, just because I tend to use it yeah. in, in even things that aren't really hoppy, because they have a nice bittering quality. Pretty smooth. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Cascade seems to be holding up pretty well for me, even in a climate that's less than perfect for hops. Well, years ago, you know, 100 years ago, we were the biggest hop producer in the world, New York State, but not so much anymore. But it is coming back to the East Coast. Um, My Cascades are pretty hardy. Warren's Cascades have been pretty hardy. His English hops are decent. I think he does Fuggles and... What else? Uh, Goldings. Goldings, yeah. Kent Goldings. Um, EKG. The English hops don't seem to do as well. Some of his cascades, I remember he pulled a cone off of his vine one year that was probably four or five inches long. Damn. It was longer than a Bic lighter. And it was probably an inch and a half wide. One cone. I was like, holy shit, dude. You could just dip that in a regular batch and you're done. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> So uh, I, I guess, yeah, that is a good question for Nico as well. Um, but I think it really depends on your climate and the soil. Uh, I would say as sort of an all-purpose hop, Cascades are probably going to do pretty well. Um, there is there's a site, and I wish I could remember the name of it, but I'll, I'll see if I can find it and I'll email it to you. Um, there's a site that gives sort of zoning for uh, hops the geographical that, breakdown what hops do better in what zones and stuff like that like there's some hops that if you tried to grow on the east coast you might as well just throw your money out the window because it just will not work um for those of you wanting to throw your money out the window if you give it to me i will dispose of it properly right and if you guys <laughs> are on the northeast or close to the northeast you may want to look up an organization called northeast hop alliance they have a wealth of information um about hop growing in the northeast 
So that may be a help, but uh, depending on you know where you're at, I think Farside. I think he's in Virginia. Yes, he says Northern Virginia. So yeah. So I guess you know he's definitely warmer than us, but I'm sure he has the humidity to deal with. Uh, but yeah, I, I grew up in uh, the southern part of North Carolina. I can t- assure you that it's it's pretty pretty goddamn swassy in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely some humidity. Uh, I would say definitely warmer. So you probably have an advantage over us up here for sure. You know, you at least have the warmer, longer summers. Unless you're like way up in the mountains. But um, that would be a question for Nico. And we'll field that when he's on the show for sure. Maybe he can give us a little more insight on that. Yeah, also, um, from what I've heard from you guys, Jay and Warren, you know, the first year you don't really get all that much. Just because it's kind of a growing year, and then after that, it really starts to pick up, and then you've got so many, you're giving them away. Yeah, usually, from you know, from my experience, um, first year I got you know a couple of handfuls of cones, and it seemed like the second year it was better, and then the third year really took off. The problem I had with the third year was the weather was so shitty here, and so much rain that they wound up rotting on the vine because I, I waited till last minute. Because we had music on the mountain, I didn't want to pick them because I wanted everyone to go out and be able to smell <laughs> them and look at them. You and I was vain like, bastard. "Yeah, I was like, ah, you know, it'd be cool to have all the hops here and everything for everyone to enjoy." And I didn't pick them. And then the week after music on the mountain, it rained for like eight days straight, and they literally just rotted on the vine. I was just, I was too late. Um, but yeah, it's usually you're not going to get much the first year, so don't be disappointed if you get nothing. Uh, you generally second or third year you'll start to see some production and uh, bugs I found to be a little bit of an issue um, mites I'm surprised that they would they could deal with the acid was it the in the hops I mean like that, that's a pretty unpalatable well I think thing they to eat they eat the leaves okay not so much the cones but they'll tear up the leaves because uh I can assure all you guys that Eating a fresh hop cone is a bad idea. Yeah. I tried it. I tried it uh, here one day with one of Jay's Cascade um, cones. I just really wanted to see what it tasted like raw, and it was um, blistering, as you might imagine. And I couldn't taste right for uh, four or five hours. So don't try it. Just just learn from my uh, mistake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really fucking bitter, just like you think it would be. Yeah, yeah. If you ever want to feel what like alum tastes like, just throw a hop cone in your mouth. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a bit right in the middle of yeah. it, too. Like, like a moron. Yeah, that'll make you pucker a little bit, for sure. <laughs> and Warren, actually, he uh, he's had pretty good luck with his hop vines in last, I think, last year and the year prior. He actually harvested in, I want to say maybe late July, early August, maybe. So it may have been a little premature, but he did a harvest then, and then he actually harvested them again in like September, October. Like, wow. Pulled them down, pulled all the cones off, and then had a, another full bloom of cones. It was like pretty amazing. I don't know that it was, it wasn't a, another full harvest. It may have only been half of the amount of hop cones, but he did get a second harvest out of it, which is pretty wild. I mean, for what it's worth, these things are weeds, and they will grow like a weed. True. Once you get them going, I mean, you can't get rid of them. Yeah, if they like the situation they're in, the soil and the sun and the moisture, it's really hard to stop them from growing. In fact, I have to, um, I have to cut mine back. My one, the uh, gold, the American gold over there on the mm-hmm. side of my deck. 
there's a, an area I have that they grow up. I have a, a fence wrapped around, like a fence wire wrapped around my deck post, and they grow up onto the deck and the handrail. And they're about a foot out from where I originally planted them coming up in the middle of my garden. So I, huh. I got to cut them back. Because otherwise, all the energy is going to go to those. Yeah, they'll absorb all the sun. The new shoots, and I'll get probably less uh, production of cones. So you do want to trim them back. Probably after your second or third year, you're going to want to dig up a little bit. You're, and you'll see it. You'll see them coming out from where you originally planted your rhizome. You'll see shoots, you know, six inches a foot off either side in any direction. You'll see them pop up. You you definitely want to trim those back to give more energy to the main shoots. I have heard somewhere, too, that you almost want to have only maybe two or three main shoots to vine up. Yeah, that makes sense. I've never done that, but I did hear that that really helps cone production because it, it gives more energy to three instead of, you know, eight or ten stalks. So um, there is some good resources out there, and we will talk to Nico a little bit more about growing and stuff. Now, he's not a grower. He just buys from farms, so... We'll see, you know, he can give us, I'm sure, some insight on that. But there, there is a plethora of information out there. I know, I think Stan Hieronymus just wrote a book about hops. I don't know if he gets into growing in that or not, or just the uh, chemistry end of it. And we are going to do a, a hop chemistry show coming up soon with Michael Dacak. Cool. He was the guy that did our water chemistry show with us. He's going to talk about hop utilization, where to add it in the boil, that sort of thing, and what you can expect from different additions at different times. And That's good, because I'm going to be totally honest. I kind of just shoot from the hip on that. So do I. So do I. I mean, we all understand some of the basic aspects of it. Um, you know, the earlier you add it, the more bitterness you get and the less flavor and whatnot. And the higher the alpha acids, the more bitterness you get. We all get that, but there's probably a lot more to it than that. And uh, having somebody on that really understands chemistry is going to be really nice yeah that'll be huge i can't wait for that show and also i think we are gonna do he was uh at the homebrew club meeting the other night he was talking about he wants to do a hop chemistry show which uh, with us which is awesome and i think we're also going to do a couple of follow-up shows for the water chemistry show so those yeah, are I would think like a mash chemistry would be kind of cool yeah um and just general brew chem i actually have a book called brew chem 101 that breaks it down uh, in a way that you don't need to be a chemist to understand, and it kind of just gives you enough if you're interested to tweak your recipes and give you an idea of what's going on. But it would be nice to actually be able to ask questions and someone who's knowledgeable on this subject. Yeah, absolutely. And it's hard to shut him up, which is cool. Sometimes we got to ramp him down a little bit, but, um, but he's he's a great guy to talk to. <laughs> and he's a D&D player, by the way. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, a little tabletop. I, I bet you he has, like, really complicated, like, you know excel files keeping track of all that shit <laughs> yeah yeah so i guess uh what we'll do here we'll cut to our first break and hopefully uh because I, I know i'm empty and uh what are we we're drinking the uh what this Witch is hobgoblin yeah the dark english ale yes and then we have some listener beer to try and uh he's actually a sponsor randy barrel he sent me some beer thank you randy we're gonna try some of that he sent us a red ginger ale or ginger red ale and also a best bitter, so we'll uh, we'll crack them open maybe next segment. And uh, we're gonna refill, and we'll take our first break, and we'll be right back, guys. Thanks. It's Final Gravity. Stick around.
listening to Final Gravity Podcast. guys, I like to shop, and when I come home from shopping, the last thing I want to do is carry my bags through the snow, ruining my cute shoes I just found on sale. I wish my husband would just get a shed from Pleasant Run Structures so I could have my garage back. He could put all of his man stuff in the shed and brew out there. I mean, all he has to do is call 908-237-1325 and get the man cave of his dreams. They even offer two-story sheds because I know he has a lot of shit. Pleasant Run Structures has two locations in New Jersey, Persephone and Flemington, but they will ship anywhere. So it really is a no-brainer. Check out PleasantRunStructures.com for more info. That's PleasantRunStructures.com. Check it out today, because your wife might be so happy she can park in her garage, you might even get some. Does your kegerator still look like it belongs in a dorm room? Do you still have Coors Light or NASCAR tap handles on it? Look no further. Fisher Woodcraft has the solution. Fisher Woodcraft hand turns, exotic hardwood tap handles, and let me tell you, these things are beautiful. Give your kegerator that sleek look with a Fisher Woodcraft tap handle. Fisher Woodcraft also offers hand-spun bowls, mugs, and more. Look them up online, www.fisherwoodcraft.com. That's www.fisherwoodcraft.com. Hello, beer drinkers. Look at your peanuts. Now look at my peanuts. Now look at yours. Now back to mine. Sadly, your peanuts are not JB Gourmet peanuts. Look down. Now look up. Where are you? You're at jbgourmetpeanuts.com. What's that in your hand? It's the original peanuts. Look down. Now look back up. It's the spicy. What's that in my hand? It's a 16-ounce jar of peanuts. Look again. They're gone. Look again. The refill bag has filled it back up. Now they're diamonds. Spicy, delicious, addictive diamonds. I'm on a horse. Give them a call, man. Ask about their peanuts. 201-906-8777. Or visit their website, jbgourmetpeanuts.com. That's jbgourmetpeanuts.com. Hey guys, it's Jay. Just wanted to reach out and thank all of our listeners for supporting our show over the years. Keep it up, man. Don't forget to go to our homepage and click on those links for the AHA and BYO. Helps you out and it helps us out as well. If you think there's nothing better than the look of polished stainless and copper, if you're not sure that six tap handles is going to be enough in your chest freezer, then you're in the right place. Welcome back to Final Gravity.
yeah. All right, we're back, people. We just got uh, filled with a beautiful Belgian beer. Isn't that yummy? Gotta try this. What is what's the name of it for us? It's Saint Stephanus. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful bottle, and that's an amazing beer. It's wonderful. Even wifey approves. Yeah, it's very uh. What is that like? I don't know. It smells like Orval, but it doesn't taste like it. Yeah. It's got that funky something going on in there. Ah, yeah, not bad. That's a nice beer. Excellent. So I, uh, we had some new members to the homebrew club the other night, which is pretty cool. And uh, one of the girls handed me what she called a pumpkin beer. But it was pretty cool. She only used pumpkin. So just mashed a pumpkin? No pumpkin spice. No, you know, and it didn't taste like a yeah pumpkin um. beer. It was an interesting pale ale that had a unique flavor, but I, it was good. It was it was very different. So I've, I've been thinking about uh, our neighbor is uh, gluten intolerant. So I've been thinking about different ways to brew a beer for her. Of course, sorghum is the the no-brainer. That's sure. how everybody does gluten-free beers. So I was thinking even of maybe incorporating, if I can figure out how to do it, maybe like chickpeas, another way to get protein and starches without the gluten. Quinoa. Quinoa, yep. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start so playing. You can mash that and then eat it. Right. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oatmeal. So yeah, I'm I'm thinking of uh, some different ways to pull up a, a an interesting, unique gluten-free beer recipe. There's got to be a book on that. There probably, probably is, two. and if there isn't, there should be. You know? Patent pending, all you cocksuckers listening. Jay and I are going to write the book on... <laughs> yes, exactly. We're going to be the next Hieronymus. It's going to be Brewing Without Wheat, the Gluten-Free Brewer's Guide. So there it is. We, we mention it now, patent pending. Just Yeah, it's ours. Done. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Yes, you heard it here first. We are going to release the first gluten-free brewing book. Google that quickly. <laughs> Googling now, sir. <laughs> Aye, Captain. Where'd, where'd, where'd this one come from? Where'd I, where'd I buy it? Yeah. Uh, I think originally Belgium, but... Yeah, actually, I purchased that on the way here at the ShopRite of Hackettstown on 46. Very good. The ShopRite in Byram is off the hook, by the way. Dude, I know. What it's, we do, our, our thing now on Friday nights to go to Salt to eat dinner... It's have ridiculous. like a nice beer or dinner and then go right across the street. It's the best beer selection I've ever seen anywhere. Yes, I agree. And, and it's it, a goddamn grocery store owned. Uh, it's like it's it defies uh, all logic because normally grocery stores suck. Yeah, I know. Beer. I was raving for uh, quite a while about the Oak Tree Byright in South Plainfield. Uh, I will say that the ShopRite in Byram blows it the fuck away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have friends that like. I'll bring friends in from t- like out of town and go and just not tell them. Like, Where are we going? Oh, you'll see. <laughs> they walk in like, why are you bringing beer me to Mecca. the store? And I like, just turn this corner. As soon as you turn that last corner <laughs> on the beer aisle, yeah, seriously, it's like a ray of sunshine. Ray, rays of light come out and angels sing and and you like. In fact, I, sometimes I don't like going there because it's so frustrating because I don't have nine thousand dollars to buy it, like right. one third of it, or three hours to find all the beer. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was in there one night. We were going to a party and. Jen was out in the car, and I go in. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to pick something up, not knowing what I was getting into. I walk in, and I think like an hour later, I came out. She's like, really? 
<laughs> I'm like, I didn't even see half of it. I know. <laughs> and they have uh, a great uh, singles section that's unparalleled. Like, singles, they break up six packs of almost everything they have. There's a whole, like, there must be eight or 900 square feet of just singles. And you don't have to buy a six-pack. You can just get one if you yeah. want, or two, or whatever you think is interesting. And it's pretty reasonable. Yeah, they did that They did that well. It's, it's a beer drinker's heaven. Uh, so when when you uh, wise ass when you come out for music on the mountain this year, we're gonna bring you to the Byram Shoprite for oh, sure. Oh hell yeah! And we're gonna load you up with a, a care package for coming out to see us. And your truck hopefully <laughs> won't break down this year. <laughs> but we'll see you before then. We're gonna see you at NHC in a in a month or two here. Up, oh, Warren's here. Nice. Now he had he had mentioned something about he wanted to talk about melanoidins and I, I'll be as honest as I can if he wants to do that I'm totally cool with that but I know a little bit about it um, I understand what it is but I'm vaguely familiar with what what it is yeah to talk thoroughly on it I don't know that I'm the guy and maybe he can help us out with that but yeah he just showed up proud papa he just had a kid what month ago Warren two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Nice. Yeah, so Warren's a brand new daddy. I'm this sure is like the third show I've been at where Warren just had a baby like two weeks ago. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that's an exaggeration, but it is the second show. He's he's yes, not getting is. he's not <laughs> getting any sleep. And uh, so we, Warren. Uh, well, when you sit down, we'll we'll I'll let you in on what we were talking about. Dead air, dead air. Sorry, I'm just getting air. situated. No, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Hey, listen. It's like not I dead said, air if you say dead air while well, that's happening. That's true. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Hey, l- good news, dude. I don't really see a dedicated printed book on gluten-free brewing. I see uh, like some papers, like a white paper, and I see a blog about it. But I do not see an actual full-length book that deals with that topic so okay here's your homework danny and farside uh you guys need to help us write this book we seriously like i think it's it's the up-and-coming thing because of so many people with uh not crohn's celiacs celiacs uh and i know my neighbor like the other day she was she didn't look well at all like she looked like she needed to go to the hospital i was like what's wrong with you she's like i ate gluten She's like, I, I splurged, and I, and I knew I was going to uh, be sick. Yeah. She ate Chinese food. She's like, but I didn't have any noodles or anything like that. I'm like, soy sauce. Well, maybe she's allergic to cat. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, she was not looking well at all. So I, I think that the gluten-free thing is going to be uh, people need to make some good gluten-free beers. We need to figure out how to make them taste good. I, I actually had, I wish I could remember the uh, the brewery. It was out of Belgium. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to look it up now because I was thinking the same thing. And they were gluten-free beers, and they actually were pretty damn good. I, w- I was pleasantly surprised. Um, you know, it's better than the old Red Bridge or whatever Budweiser oh, that releases. Was awful, yeah, yeah, it was terrible. That tastes like apple juice. Almost. Yeah, it, it's not very good. Uh, kind of like full of acetaldehyde. And... Sorghum is like that, though. Oh, hold on, Warren. Sorry. I... No, go ahead. Try That's okay. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Johnny come lately over here. Sorghum <laughs> tastes like that, though, when you... I don't know if you guys ever tried brewing with sorghum. I haven't I, yet. I haven't. It's a difficult process. It tastes like apple cider, no matter how hard you do or what you do to make up for that. But it, it just, just has, that, has weird, that weird yeah. flavor to it. Yeah. Oh, okay. The brand is Greens. That's the name of it. It's actually from Belgium and Belgian style. I ha- I've had the triple and the double. They're both really, really good. Yeah. And they're 
I mean, you can kind of tell that they're not traditional, you know, barley, but it's pretty damn close. It, I, I was very impressed with it. Yeah, I was, I was fooled enough that I was like, it tastes like a beer. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't like, wow. Like if someone handed that to me and didn't tell me it was gluten free or brewed differently, yeah, I probably wouldn't have known. I probably wouldn't have known. I would have just said this Belgian tastes a little funny, right? <laughs> a little different, right? A little yeah, different. a little different, but not bad. You know? Yeah, it seems like when you add the the sugar, the um, the Belgian sugar, candy sugar, it gives it a nice beer flavor and it darkens it. It makes it look like a real beer. Yeah. So. Sorghum is that when you you've brewed with it, Warren? Yeah. Is it like sticky like wheat or no? It's it's. No, it's not glutinous no. like wheat at all. It's, okay. It's like a syrup. Just a, it's not like a. So you buy it like malt extract? It's, yeah, it's like malt extract. Extract. It's a little thinner. And huh. we didn't add anything. The first beer we made and it came out almost clear, like white lightning. The whole thing was. So it was just, like Sprite once you carbonated it. It's cloudy Sprite. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Oh, so you did a hundred percent sorghum? Yeah. Yeah. And then we learned instead of how, how can we darken it without adding any grains to it or any gluten, and we put in the dark candy sugar. So. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask. Uh, okay, we got it. Farside says the dogfish is shitty. Um, I've seen it and almost <laughs> bought it. Like it's called Tweezanale, I think, or something like that. It's got a strawberry, uh, an anthropomorphic strawberry, anthropomorphic sorry, strawberry on there with a little face, and I guess it's supposed to let you know that there's not any weed in there but <laughs> it's uh i've been wanting to try it because my my cousin's uh or my wife's cousin's husband has just found out he's a celiac about a year ago and so he's been trying all these beers and <laughs> i've been a little bit guy. more interested in it than than i was before but uh now i know it sucks so <laughs> good yeah, i won't try it it's hard man it's it's not easy to come up with a good beer when yeah you're, when you're with that stuff and i don't know i've had a couple of commercial examples and Right after I had made the first one, thinking I did something terribly wrong, because it tasted like um, pineapple, not pineapple, uh, grapefruit soda, um, and I didn't know what was going on with that. And it was James who's in our group, and Brian Seidel, Brian S. for anonymity purposes. <laughs> we um, we experimented because we have a lot of friends that are gluten free too, and we wanted to. They they have a lot of friends, and they wanted to impress them with the beer that they were making and make a gluten free beer. And both subpar i mean it's just a different beer and apples that's all i can say apples everything okay so. actually uh wise ass just suggested or maybe five minutes ago suggested uh buckwheat as an option too so i'm thinking buckwheat and quinoa would be pretty awesome at least in theory i don't know maybe maybe it sucks but just you know they, they say um buckwheat um millet and quinoa as well quinoa, quinoa yeah <laughs> which isn't really a grain no it's not but it's it's interesting it's i mean i think it tastes awesome like as a as a side like for dinner um i don't know what that would translate to in terms of a fermentable beverage that you'd want to drink but it's definitely worth a shot yeah i mean hey listen it, it, you can ferment just about anything i i did actually learn something new Ugh, i actually fermented sprite one time nice. fermented sprite just to see what would happen yeah I was working on a, a concept for a Gorilla Brewing, like ebook, and so I fermented all the crap that like you could just go to the store and get. I mean, I didn't intend it for this, but you know it would end up being like the high school hooch handbook. Um, that really wasn't my intent. It was like, what can you just walk into a store and make 
something that's not terrible. I can assure you the Sprite is not a good option. That was really not good. I think your best bet is like a, like an apple juice or a grape juice. You end up with a really dry, um, a little bit bready from the Fleischmann's yeast. <laughs> if you can find a place that sells Montrachet wine yeast, that's awesome because it, it finishes really, really dry. But most grocery stores don't carry it. so. And look for apple juice that doesn't have preservatives in it. Something that's Right. And I think that with the grape juice, you want to try to find one that doesn't have metabisulfite, which is uh, one of the preservatives that typically give it a crappy flavor it's, it's not going to hurt you it's just it's not particularly palatable um so look for kosher uh grape wine like ketum or something like that to be a little bit better right but that shit is like it's one of the worst for you kind of juices you could ever drink just because it's like 90 something percent sugar but it's a fantastic base for um a pretty punchy homemade wine nice it you know it's not gonna you're not gonna win any awards but <laughs> It'll get you drunk, I assure you. Right. That mixed with honey will get you a good sizer. Sure. Sure, absolutely. And you can do it too. You can make your own, uh, you know, tabletop crappy mead if you really wanted to, and it would be better than better than Budweiser. It's not saying a whole lot, though. But, uh, you know, I, getting back to uh, the gluten-free yeah, stuff. Yeah, sorry to me to derail there. No, and that's, that's perfect because when, when you think gluten-free and you're trying to brew a gluten-free beer and you're uh, – you're looking for something that doesn't have gluten in it, and you go the wine route, you go the apple juice route or the, the honey mead route, you, you're thinking to yourself, well, what can I do to mask this flavor? So I'm thinking that if you do do a gluten and you're brewing a gluten-free beer, that you want fruit in it, that you yeah. want chocolate in it, that you want something to bring out a you different need, flavor. You need like a some some gimmickry, some trickery, yeah. yep. some hocus-pocus Little yeah, bling, you do. Flavor th- bling. Here's here's my question, and and this is something we we definitely have to write the book, dude, because it, it'd be so fun to research this and try and come up with some good brews. I think we really need to seriously think about this, and I I think that my big thing with the gluten free beer, not that I'm gluten intolerant, thank God, not yet, um, but I know there's enough people out there that would love a really tasty beverage, you know, dealing with celiac disease. Body. Yeah, body. How do we get body into a gluten-free beer? Um, probably with something like um, lactose. I wonder if melanoidin malt would work. I don't know if that has gluten in it. because Any malt does, I think, I don't from think what I know. A highly killed malt, I'm not quite sure. Um, there's that, a, you know, that, that's actually a good point. Like, if you destroy a malt, right? but is that going to give it body or just... Flavor. It, it'll give it a body. It, uh, it'll give it flavor too because it's unfermentable sugar that's going to remain in the in the yeah. solution. So yeah. So I was thinking the lactose would be a good idea. Um, but then because yeah, my neighbor has a double. My, <laughs> well, <right>. my <laughs> neighbor has a double whammy. She's I mean, how, gluten yeah, intolerant say, and many, lactose intolerant. How many problems can you deal with at one time? Right. But it, right. it could be an interesting option that because it doesn't really change. It's really not that sweet, and it doesn't particularly change the flavor in any meaningful way. It just kind of yeah. adds some residual. You know, yep. increases the mouthfeel a little bit. Actually, I disagree with you, Jay. I think the um, the uh, book on gluten-free brewing is a terrible idea. No one should pursue it. That's true. <laughs> no one should pursue it now that we've put it out there on the <laughs> right. interwaves. And now we're, like, letting everyone into all the cool we, ideas. We should uh, we should talk about coming up with a, a cure for celiac instead. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? That's a whole lot easier. <laughs> Getting all fucking scientific on our ass. 
Look at Warren shows up and the show comes to a screeching halt. <laughs> chirp, chirp, chirp. We need to take a four-year break while I get a degree. Because I don't a... have a beer in me yet. That's why. Oh, that's a problem. That's a serious problem. Well, let me look at the let me look at the little ticker here. Oh, hey, look at that. It's break time. <laughs> look at that. Imagine that. All right, guys. So we'll we'll take our second break. We'll pay a couple sponsors. I think we have like one left, and. Uh, <laughs> We'll be back in a few minutes, guys. Stick around. It's Final Gravity. Drink up, fellas. You're listening to Final Gravity Podcast. This is Owen Tate. When I'm not sucking the cream filling out of Twinkies, I dream about showering in beer with the guys from Final Gravity Podcast. It's JW. I'm from the Shippen in Milford, New Jersey, and you're listening to the Final Gravity Podcast. I gotta find some dumb hot chicks to interview. <laughs> so, what's your favorite beer? Coors <laughs> Light. Yeah. Oh, we love it. What was your favorite beer? Know which one that is? I have no idea. Ah, another intelligent discussion about beer. So, what do you taste in that beer you're drinking? Really, you're asking that question. What kind of beer are you drinking, first of all? Well, apparently, what I have right now is copper. I'm gonna be honest with you. Not my kind of beer, but right now it's my kind of beer. Uh, Jim, what do you like about the beer you're drinking there? Uh, this uh, this beer right here. The best part about this beer um, so far is the fact that it's very wet. Uh, it also has uh, carbonation to it, so there's a plethora of bubbles. Um, I like the wetness. I like the bubbles, and uh, I like the fact that when I drink it, uh, the tastes are fantastic. What, what what are some of the, the flavors you're getting out of that beer? Um, well, definitely, I, I can taste. Uh, I taste more of the wetness than anything. Um, and once again, the bubbles. So more or less, the bubbles and the wetness is what I'm tasting at this point. How about you guys? What 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 was your favorite beers? Uh, Magic Hat Citrus Boy. Hey, this is Casey Kramer. I'm from Riverhorse Brewing Company, and you're listening to the Final Gravity Podcast. Does your kegerator still look like it belongs in a dorm room? Do you still have Coors Light or NASCAR tap handles on it? Look no further. Fisher Woodcraft has the solution. Fisher Woodcraft hand turns exotic hardwood tap handles. And let me tell you, these things are beautiful. Give your kegerator that sleek look with a Fisher Woodcraft tap handle. Fisher Woodcraft also offers hand-spun bowls, mugs, and more. 
Look them up online, www.fisherwoodcraft.com. That's www.fisherwoodcraft.com. Custom Graphics, located at 117 Washington Street in Newton, New Jersey, is your only source for signs, lettering, and large format vehicle wraps. Give them a call, 973-335-8141, or visit them on the web, customgraphicsnj.com. Custom Graphics, your source for everything lettering and large-scale printing. CustomGraphicsNJ.com. That's CustomGraphicsNJ.com. Yo, yo, yo. All right, guys, sorry about the extended break there, but I had a bear issue. <laughs> I just typed it in the chat. Got a bear problem. Be right back. Yeah, we we almost had to light up the bear with the pellet gun. <laughs> like that would have done something. <laughs> it pisses him off. I'm sure it stings. 
<laughs> That's about it. It stings. He runs away. And then he comes back the next week and puts my garbage all over the road. Yeah, it's a problem in these parts. Yep, it happens. There's a den right behind my house, so. Awesome. So we're uh, we're having, uh, having, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're inventing new words. Dude, Jesus Pioneers Christ, man. I, I'm just shot. I really am. It's been a long couple of weeks here. Uh, we're enjoying some beer from Randy Barrel, one of our sponsors, and uh, we'll do our read for him in a little bit here. We're doing his Ginger Red Ale. And I guess he entered this into a competition. Nice label. i got to say, this is the most professional label I've seen in a while for a competition. Most things are all handwritten, half drunk. Um, it's interesting. It, it's an interesting take on a beer, for sure. I definitely get some ginger. I get a little sweetness from the red ale. There's, okay, hold on. there's something... There's just something that I'm not so sure about. I don't know. I don't want to say it's sour, but I don't know if maybe the ginger's throwing me off. Maybe too much ginger. I'm not sure. There's there, there's just something I'm not certain on. Help me out, Warren. What do you think? think? It's a little more like maltiness to bounce, ginger bounce and it up. Pepper and a little. I was a little more body, pepper. maybe. It's gonna say it's a little thin. A little yeah. thin and maybe over a little too spicy, maybe. I actually like the pepper. No, I, I think that balance is good yeah, with the ginger. I think the balance is pretty good. I think the pepper comes from the hops, but um, that ginger is up front. You get a nice mouth. It's bubbly. It's definitely rocky um, with a nice mouthfeel. And the lacing actually sticks with the sticks with the beer, but it doesn't have a, quite a, a large head to it. It is red in color and has a little sweetness to it, like you said, but there's no backbone. Um, it just washes down and leaves the bitterness in the in in the um, Ginger right up on your tongue. It's interesting. I don't know that I could drink a pint of it. I could. Uh, yeah, me too. I, I could drink a pint. Really? I couldn't drink three or four, but I could drink a pint of this. That's yeah. Like, you know, it's not overbearing. Um, it's different. It's and I and which is weird because I love ginger, but there's I don't know if maybe it's the hop profile not playing well with the ginger. There's something for me personally that just my palate. There's something that clashes in there, and I can't quite pick it out. I'm wondering if you use chocolate malt in that at all to get that red color, because I'm tasting like a peppery bitterness. Like that, a little astringency like or a, something? Like a, from, yeah. From, from there, a, there's something in there that's not playing well with me. There's something that's clashing, and I can't quite figure it out. I mean, it, it's not a bad beer. It's just... I think a little bit more backbone would do it well. How old is this? Did you put a date on here? I don't know. Yeah, I just think it needs a little more, uh, maybe um, mash a little higher up. Yeah, I think uh, either that or... Or add some something else some to that. crystal malt in there. Yeah, maybe some crystal... And I normally like 60. really dry beers, but I think this one could use maybe just a touch more backbone. I think that, For me, yeah, maybe, to balance right. out the spice. For the red ale, I think it, you, you want a little bit more of a backbone. It's a little bit heavier than a pale ale. A little bit heavier than a bitter. Yeah, but that's I, I, I definitely though, don't man. dislike it though. There's it's nothing got wrong a really with good, it. good flavor. Yeah, there's no, there's no. That's a that's whatsoever. a that's a cool beer. It's uh, it's very different. I like it. Yeah. I like the idea. Yeah, there aren't any of the, you know, classic problems flavors you associate. There's no diacetyl. There's no. no. It wasn't fermented too hot. You could definitely tell that. So mm. it's spot on with the getting the. The chemistry, right? Yeah, the chemistry is good. Now, I'm I'm thinking that he's going for authenticity 
for the competition, right. something different, because what I've found out lately in the three three competitions that I've entered, <laughs> the more um, unique of a beer you have, the better chances that you'll get to win. Case in point, that guy that won that New York homebrewers best of show was a ghost chili mead. And That's weird. Who ever thought of putting ghost chilies with honey in a drink to drink it? Um, my Heffy Weizen, blueberry Heffy Weizen, took second place. I didn't even think it had a chance in hell. In the War of the Words, In the right? War of the Words, yeah. Yeah, you're I, talking an 800-plus entry competition. Who the hell would have thought that that Heffy Weizen would have placed? I would have never thought that, you know. And I'm not I'm not patting myself on the back for that, but blueberry Heffy Weizen, I've never heard of such a thing. Right. You know, I thought it was a joke. I'm like, here, here, it's a blueberry Heffy Weizen. Yeah. Hey, listen, it was a panty dropper. It was a good beer. <laughs> it was a good beer. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so speaking of, uh, Randy and, uh, his helping us out with the show, Forrest, would you mind doing the live read there that's in front of you? Uh, are these both the same? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Excuse me here. Have you run out of time to brew for an upcoming event? (laughs) Oh, wait, wait. I got to get you some music. (laughs) Hold on. Give me some, I got to get you some uh, pimping music. Hold on. Let me see if I have some organ grinder music or something. All right. Hold on. Let's see here. Let's pick out some music for Forrest here. Let's see. What do we got? Church music. How about tent revival? (laughs) um, Let's see. I'm going to find something really good for you. Hold on here. Just give me a second. Shut up. (laughs) Sorry. What do you mean? No, not you. Uh, let's see. All oh, our did... three listeners are waiting. I know. With bated breath. <laughs> All right, here we go. Fucking, we'll rock it this way. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you run out of time to brew for an upcoming event? <laughs> Throwing a commercial keg into your homebrew kegerator could be such a pain in the ass. Pain in the ass. The connections are different, and switching the lines over just means you have to switch them back later. There's now a solution to this problem. The kegging part. The kegging part. <laughs> the kegging part is designed by homebrewers for homebrewers for putting ball lock connections on any commercial keg coupler. D-system, Sankey, U-system, A-system, pretty much any system. Make them all the same with the kegging part. <laughs> They're all your system. Yeah, I gotta get one of these. With homebrew kegs becoming... Ever dearer, I suppose that means scarcer. Yes. The ability to get in and out of commercial kegs gives you more flexibility in your package. In his package. <laughs> now you can fill a keg you can bring to your buddy's house for his commercial setup so that he has something other than paps on tap. What's wrong with paps on tap? PBR. Nothing. Just saying. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> you want to ferment under pressure in a half barrel keg? The kegging part makes these connections easier to use from the start of fermentation through dispensing. Machined in the USA, the kegging part can even help you make seltzer. Why invest in a soda stream when you already have the gas? I got the gas. I got lots of gas. Maybe you could finally get that wife of yours on board with all that kegging gear you have. He's got gas. <laughs> so check it out at www.thekeggingpart.com. Let me spell that out for you. T H E K E G G I N G P A R T dot Kizom. Uh-huh. Tell them that I sent you or Jay sent you, and you get a free shipping coupon if you type in the letters J A Y. That's G A Y. No, wait, no. J A Y. You get Sorry. free shipping. 
Uh, looks like a pretty badass product. I'm gonna look at that. Dude, it's badass. No Let me shit, tell you that's what. That's really cool. Cause I, I actually had to. I bought two different friggin' couplers because I was running the Sixtal keg and my keg. So, tell me about it. No shit. I, that's actually I'm not just because I just read it and they're giving us money. That's really cool. Not because I brew all the time. So for me, it's like once a year thing. But I always run one Sixtal in my kegerator because yep. I have room for three. Because I'm that rock star. And. It's only once a year I do it, but for music on the mountain, I have to convert everything back over to homebrew. Yep. It's a pain in the fucking ass. I only do it once a year, but I'm a lazy brewer. It's a pain in the fucking ass. So I need the kegging part. So all you fuckers out there that need the kegging part, don't forget, <laughs> coupon code is G-A-Y. G-A-Y. No, 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 J, that's gay. Nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with Not that. Not there's anything no, wrong with it. No, the coupon code is J-A-Y. So enter it, fuckers, and go buy something from this guy because he's helping us out with our show. Get yourself a kegging part. Get you free shipping with your J-A-Y coupon code. Yeah, man. Code. Do free it now. shipping shit. And machined in the U.S.? Come on. You know. Hook that gas. How, how many stainless parts can you buy from any other vendor that they can claim that it's machined in the U.S.? Not many. Just saying. So Usually it, it's like they looked at it real hard in the U.S. after it came in from China. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, we packaged it and sent it from the U.S., but yeah. No, but seriously, uh, Randy's a cool guy, man. We had him on the show a couple weeks ago, and uh, he knows a thing or two about uh, Cascale, which is cool. And he also has a group together. I'll have to uh, get the link up there on our site for the, uh, he's doing the pin buy and the uh, Firkins and all that. Firkin cracks me up. I know. It reminds me of Merkin. Merkin beer. <laughs> also, uh, keggingpart.com has other stuff, not just the one thing. So they've got replacement parts, poppets. Yeah, I'm always replacing poppets. <laughs> got that, your. Uh, you sounded uh, your very hookups. new. You sounded very New England there. Poppets. Poppets. <laughs> the hopper. The hopper. The hopper. <laughs> You getting it up there? <laughs> yeah, we get the hopper. Give me some meatloaf and some beers. I love that old man. He's hilarious. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> you got to love some Amory. <laughs> Cake's done. All right. So I'm going to pour a little more of this ginger ale. You guys want more? I'll take some more of that. Sure. Yeah. All right, good. I'm just finishing up this. The ginger red ale. Saint whatever I'm the hell it is. Belgian. I'm going to uh, walk away from the mic here. We'll rock out some Amory. Oh, Jan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this thing, this this ginger beer burps really good, too. I got a nice burp off of this thing. It's a uh, nicey twicey. Be great with some Thai food. Oh, yeah. Or, you know what be good with? A, just a flaming hot vindaloo. The Indian joint. Oh, that would be awesome. You're looking at me like I got three heads warning. No, 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 no. Okay. I like, I like it. So I need Nico to post his deal on the Centennials in the... Uh, oh, there he is, right there. Holy crap! Alright, so I'm going to mention this here, because this is just unheard of. Oh, this is kind of cool. I got uh, feedback from a listener in England who wants some bracelets. His name is Forrest. No way! He's like, hey, this is Forrest. No, not that Forrest. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, he's from the UK, and he wants some bracelets, so we're going to send him out some Beer Me Bands. Um, let's see. So so, uh, what do we have from Nico? I got some uh, custom guitar picks I'll throw in, too, with this my uh, consulting company logo on there. Nice, yeah. nice. Just we got the same name, and I'll hook him up. 
Nice. So, Forrest, you're going to get some bracelets and some picks soon. And uh, maybe you can buy some heavy metal pedals from Forrest because he, he makes <laughs> pedals. But the Centennial deal is bundles of 50 for $39. Damn. These are rhizomes. Start your own plantation with that. Pretty much. You could start your own hop farm, which makes them 78 cents each for a fucking rhizome. Those are normally like seven or eight bucks or something. Uh, rhizomes generally are like seven. four to five bucks, I think. Seven are they seven yeah, so now? Thinking, wow. Yeah. yeah, so this is like uh, 90% off. Yeah. So you may want to hop on that. Fucking love a deep discount, bro. And it's uh, $11.30 to ship one or fifteen thirty to ship two. So bundles of 50, dude. That That's a mini hop farm. 50 rhizomes is amazing. So you can th- do a brew club split. Right. In in three years, if you bought 50 rhizomes in three years, you your brew club could have enough to brew quite a few batches of centennials. So that's pretty sweet. Um, so got, yeah, they got the Willamette. <laughs> I'm all about the Willamette. Willamette. So Willamette. Con- contact. I uh, it was Willamette. Willamette. Is it? I don't know. Contact Nico for your deal on those Centennials, and he has a shit ton of other stuff too. But he's running a special deal on those Centennials. I think he blew his load on those Centennials. Bought too many, and he's gonna blow them out for you now. <laughs> so, it's NicoBrew.com. And uh, like I said, he will be on the show soon when he's feeling a little better. But he is in the chat now, hanging out with us, which is awesome. Thanks, Nico, for coming by. Oh, nice. Says you can also get if you don't want fifty, you can get them a buck fifty each if you want five or more. Oh, cool. And, that, and that's a smoking deal on a rhizome. You know? $1.50 for a plant that in two or three years is going to, you know, you're going to have enough hops off that to brew quite a few batches. So that's pretty sweet. Does Nico have a farm? I don't think so. And he'll have to answer that. But I think he's just a reseller as far as I know. And uh, like I said, he, he will come on the show with his uh, lovely assistant, Jen, who apparently does a lot of... Uh, Back rubs? Uh, maybe. I don't know. You have to ask him. <laughs> but yeah, so guys, if you haven't gotten your rhizomes in the ground already, now is the time to do it for sure. Warren, yours are up already, right? Yeah, they're about four inches out of the ground. Yeah, yeah. mine just came up probably two or three days ago. I, they're maybe two inches high, something like that. I'm chopping mine down. As soon as you get about a foot, I'm going to chop them all down. Okay. Get a little closer to that mic for me. I what can for? barely hear you. So I can harvest them later in the year. Ah. Okay. Oh, okay. You're going to stun them a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Stun the growth. Maybe they'll get two or three feet high, and then I'll chop them all down, and then they'll grow back again. Just because last year, my harvest happened somewhere in middle of July, you know. And they were good, but they're grassy when they're young like that they come real grassy so i'm looking for a better uh, harvest this year okay 34 pounds last year damn so there were, that was wet 34 pounds wet divide that by half i had about 12 pounds of hops that ain't bad it's i still shitload. i still have some years in the fridge over there and i'm hoping i may fucking hold on i need my sound effects <laughs> I really do for this one. You Hold need on. a production for, assistant, man. I know. I, I really do. We for, need some interns. <laughs> I know. Totally. <laughs> I'm telling you what. For this news, I do need. <laughs> I may actually brew tomorrow. <sighs> you heard it here first. Say that again. I, I may actually. Oh, hold on. Hold on. 
I may actually brew tomorrow. Shut up. I got to go to a... <laughs> I got to go to a one-year-old's birthday party tomorrow, so I will not be brewing beer. Okay. I wish I was brewing tomorrow. But I brewed enough this year to last me for a long time. Yeah, I don't want to hear about you and your lack of brewing, Mr. Every Week I Brew. Yeah. Yeah. Not since the baby. Right, but you 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 had you had a pretty good stint there through the winter. Yeah, every week. Yeah. yeah. I haven't brewed since November. And I brewed that on Joe's system, so technically I didn't even brew. Wow. I just gave him ingredients and said, here, brew this. You pressed the button and the robot did it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, man, you should brew tomorrow. I'm, I'm hoping to. I'm definitely hoping to, and I want to use so some you, of your what, hops, what, what, what and I want to use some of my hops. I'm just thinking of pale ale. Yeah. Something straightforward, something to get it done, get her done. Something I can enjoy over the next couple of weeks when it warms up. We've got these um, these competitions, you know, the NHC competition that's driving me crazy. I know they judged it two weeks ago or last week. I think it was last week. And they won't give out announcements on who won and who didn't win. And I know there was several of our club members that entered. And I'm just, I, I, I don't want to brew anything right away. Um, kind of on hold right now because I I want to hear who won and I'm hoping that at least one of us got to go into the second round so we can hear them when we're there, you know? I uh, would love if one of us moved to the second round. That would be awesome. You know what would be awesome if our Ode Bruin or the... Uh, Dude, that's such a good beer. I don't know how that could not, like, win something. Yeah, Nico, uh, <clears throat> if you're still in the chat, chime in and tell us, are you going to NHC? I hope you are because I need to have you try this beer that we brewed collectively as a club, which is awesome. And Wise asks, I do have bottles of that. He says, fuck yes, he's going to NHC. Good. Come to our booth, the NH Hops booth, early. NJ, because NJ Hops. NJ Hops, <laughs> yeah. You're going to want to try... Uh, our Oud Bruin. We aged it in a wine barrel and soured it for, what, over a year, right? It's like 13 months? 13 months. Yeah. yeah. I tried to drink my weight it's like in a that, Flanders at the red. Christmas party, and it was fantastic. It was, I love that beer, man. Yeah. I My keg went way too quick. But we do have a couple kegs put aside for NHC, which I'm really excited about. That's on draft at my basement right now on my new kegerator. It's, it's a little thin. Like I, I actually compared it to the Monk's Cafe. I don't care. I thought it was better than the Monk's Cafe taste-wise. I think it's more authentic. I do, too. But the Monk's Cafe definitely had more body. The Monk's Cafe is a lot more commercial, in my opinion. It's good, and I like it, but it's it's definitely slick and, you know, really well. It's like a, a Bruckheimer production version of a Flanders Red, and you guys is like the indie real deal. <laughs> the indie. It is. That's no, really yeah, good. We're like the basement band of Flanders Reds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the garage band, the grunge exactly. band. Yep, that stuff is good. Hey, better than any bells and shit I brewed, that's for sure. Because I always let my temperatures get out of hand. So I still dream about that wine barrel. That wine barrel was hilarious. We uh, we had it in my backyard for Jay got it I guess in the springtime, right? It was some sometime like right around this time, four or five years, four years ago, 2009. I think it was right after we. We had the club, and it was like, yeah. Jay's coming over with this truck. He's got two barrels in his truck. He's like, where are we going to put this? I'm like, oh, we'll just put, stick it back here. So we <laughs> made a makeshift uh, shelf for it in my backyard, and we soaked it with water, filled it up, and it stayed there until November. 
October, late October, because a snowstorm started happening. Jay and I are out in my backyard rolling this thing in the snow and it's collecting the snow as it's rolling in. <laughs> yeah, man. Put it in my basement for that winter. And then uh, in the springtime, we did the same thing. We brought it back out, soaked it up again. And by that next November, we all brewed as a club the old brewing recipe. And we kept it at Joe Fish's house. And we kept it there for another year. So it was like we had it for like a year and a half before we even used it. And then uh, we used it and we had it at Joe's house for 13 months. And then we all uh, siphoned out of there, took it home and did whatever we wanted to package it, whatever, which way we wanted to. And uh, some of it's remnant. That's some of the best beer I've, I've had from us as a club. I mean, it was just, it's a great beer. I love it. It I'm addicted to it. I I wish my keg wasn't gone. I think there's a, there's a YouTube video of us, uh, extracting that beer out i think joe put that on youtube yeah you know and you can see it's in fast motion it's funny so <laughs> yeah. we're all walking in like 60 gallons of beer in like three <laughs> minutes yeah. it's like an old benny hill clip nice the naked lady runs across the screen everyone follows her at high speed yep double speed far side's mad because he wants to go to nhc it looks like uh we may have some extra tickets, and if we don't, uh, Farside, check eBay because for whatever reason, you know, some people oh, book it. Actually, he's a thing. He can't. It's not that he doesn't. He can't get a ticket. It's a conflict. Oh, okay, conflict in schedule. Is he out there? All right, hold on, guys. I got to uh, talk amongst yourselves. All right. Ah, damn it! I want to see the bear. <laughs> Do you think you could vamp on Melanoidens for like five minutes? Do you want me to vamp on Melanoidens for five minutes? Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Okay. I feel like I'm being stalked up there. Oh, there you go. Well, your dogs are going crazy. I'm like, that bear is back. Yeah, yeah. he didn't go far. He went in the woods, and now he's, uh, I think he wants the beer. You think? Mm-hmm. Well, if your husband brews tomorrow, what are you going to do with the spent grains? <laughs> the bear is going to come and eat it. Yeah. You should, <laughs> like, spread it on somebody else's property, you know? Uh, we actually, we have a compost pile that we okay. put it in. And he doesn't seem to mess around with that so much. I guess he's not interested. Really? He'd yeah. rather eat the garbage. Well, there's good stuff in there, you know, all the leftovers. Right, right. And <laughs> so how you been, Jen? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah? Yeah, sorry, everybody. No, don't be sorry. It's all part of life. I mean, we got this bear out here annoying us. So. And Forrest wanted to escape because I don't think Forrest ever saw a bear before. Oh, he can come over every night around 3 a.m. <laughs> Watch right out the window. Like in someone's yard. Where's the flashlight? Um, flashlight? I don't have a flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get the memo? Hmm. I think it's upstairs in the office. Bear with us, folks, for a little uh, while. Nice one. Jay's bear hunting. This is the uh, highlight of his life. He was out there probably around 4 o'clock in the morning in his underwear was he the really? other night. <laughs> yeah. You should put that on YouTube. <laughs> If I got out of bed, I might have. <laughs> I wasn't getting up. <laughs> At least he came early tonight. This is kind of exciting. So. Yeah. Usually it comes when you're so tired, you can't even move. Man, they're such a nuisance, though. They are such a nuisance. Oh. I, I love it, and I love that he comes, and that's cool. And, you know, I wouldn't even mind if he just ate out of the garbage can. Do you have to drag it all over my yard and all over the woods, yeah. and it takes me two hours to clean it up? Destroy it, right? Like, eat out of the can, and I'd probably be fine with you. What would your dogs do if they were out there? Um, oh, Cheyenne, they get him up in the tree. Do they? Cheyenne's nasty. Yeah. Well, she's a cattle dog, so to her, a bear is, you know, the same as a cow yeah, or yeah. a bull. She doesn't care. She'll get that thing up in the tree. Oh, every time. That's awesome. 
Yeah, she doesn't. I'm a little, you know, she's older now, but when she was younger, whew, she she would go toe to toe with it. That's awesome. And I'm like screaming, and she had no fear, nothing. So I try not to let her out because she's, you know, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She fits in around here. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully, uh, it's all taken care of there now. With a pellet gun. Well, you know, it doesn't hurt them. They probably barely feel it, you know. It's probably like a thorn. Yeah, but. like a sting. That's pretty funny, though. Yeah. Oh, well, our, you know, our neighbors, you know, yeah. light them up with buckshot, so it's, def- it's definitely better than that. My parents live right around the corner here. Yeah. I mean, they probably have yeah. the same bears. Oh, you know? it's, yeah, they're they're a whole little, you know, but I, I love where we live, and I don't want to live anywhere else, so if there's bears, there's bears. Just yeah. go eat the neighbor's garbage. Yeah. Or leave, leave the garbage on their property. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Oh, look at him. He's got a shit-eating grin on. Did you get it? Yeah, I got him. Oh, he got him. He's happy. <laughs> and he ran away, and he'll be back in 45 minutes. <laughs> All I saw was an arm, but I definitely saw it climbing the tree. Are you cool. uh, are you planning on giving that back to uh, the government there, Jay? What's that? Are you planning on giving that gun back to the government? <laughs> oh, the buyback program? <laughs> yeah. No. That's an AR-15, right? No. <laughs> no. It's a pellet gun. <laughs> Did he take off? Was he a big one? Yeah, he was the big one. Yeah. I was actually, you know, it's funny you say that because I was actually thinking that as I'm, because I drive all over, you know, it's part of my job. I drive fucking everywhere and I see all these signs. Oh, you know, buy back this weekend, call, blah, blah, blah. And I just bought the pellet gun. I'm like, hmm, if they give 250 for a rifle, I could double my money. <laughs> That'd be a great business plan. <laughs> yeah. Just buy up pellet guns and be like, hey, you want to buy this back? <laughs> no questions asked. Hey, double your money, 100% Some profit. Some guy actually turned in a, a small uh, missile launcher, like an RPG. And since it was like no questions asked, I didn't <laughs> find out where it came from. But he just strolls up with this thing and that's like, a little holy scary. shit. Yeah, that's a little scary. Yeah, yeah I got this Hellfire missile here. <laughs> No one says anything. I'm going to open up this raspberry cream. I haven't opened one up in a couple of weeks. and You know, it's pretty funny. Wise Ass says, hey, Jay, what are you doing outside in your underwear? Yeah, that, that actually happened last week. <laughs> Jen Jen actually said this, told us a story. Oh, okay. <laughs> Four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that was... I'm just getting sick of that thing waking me up. <laughs> oh, Meg's going to be so mad I tell it. I get to tell her I saw a bear. She's been up here like six years. She hasn't seen a bear. She's going to be even madder when she knows I'm shooting at it. I don't think she cares if you shoot with a pellet gun and just scare it off. That's yeah. not a big deal. She's I just got right my just got my pagan license fucking revoked. <laughs> I sure did. No, you can shoot a bear with like a Glock 10, and unless you hit it in the heart, it's just going to make it angry. Was it the Great Adventure, Great Outdoors? With great the, Outdoors, John Candy. With, yeah, John Candy, he takes that gun and blows the bear's ass apart. Yeah. <laughs> it's got no hair on the back. Isn't that also ass. the same movie with uh, lamb fries? Yeah, yep. What's the secret for these? Well, you got to cut them off real high. <laughs> <laughs> nice. After he's done with the whole plate of them. So I missed... Uh, did you do any Melanoidin discussion? I didn't do any Melanoidin. All right, very uh, good. I think I think you know what we'll do. We'll probably because I think that'd be a really good show to do. I think we could dedicate a whole show to you that can, sort of. There's a lot of information with that, you know. Caramelization, Melanoidin production in brewing, reactions and, the, and whatnot. Yeah, Malleard reaction. Yeah. The whole the whole chemistry of it, and right. I think Michael Dacak would be a wonderful resource right. to have up here for that because sure. that guy is like a plethora of knowledge. Right. 
Yep. I mean, All right, uh, Warren, here's the question. Yep. What is a melanoidin? Can you just give us an overview real quick? Yeah, melanoidin is a polymer, which is a combination when you add heat to a sugar and an amino acid and they combine. That's melanoidin. And that's what melanoidin reaction is, is when it's a sugar and an amino acid. The caramelization is when it's a sugar and a sugar. And the browning process is called uh, um Malliard. Malliard reaction. Yep. I think that, I think it's, is it Mayard? Mayard reaction. Mayard, yeah. Mayard. Yeah. I'm just checking, because well, someone's going to break our balls later. I just Mayard, want to get it Mayard, It's a Mayard, 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 Mayard yeah. reaction, which is a non-enzymatic process that turns... Um, right, that's a heat process, right? With heat that turns yeah. it brown. Yep. Right, so calamarization is actually different because it's sugar to sugar, sugar with sugar, and melanoidins are sugar with amino acids, and they give more of a flavor profile. You get more of a flavor profile than, than caramelization does. Caramelization See how much sure. better you sound when you put your head in front yeah, of the I microphone? Like no, I had it down, and every time I put it down, it's in my nose, and I breathe okay. heavy. And <laughs> <laughs> I know. i got to get the the uh, Darth Vader filter on Warren sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my nose. Is just... <laughs> so um, non-enzymatic and versus enzymatic browning. A non-enzymatic is caramelization or malleard. That's the heat and water reaction. This is just a brief. Let's just do a brief overview because next time we can get really into it. Um, and an enzymatic reaction is oxidative, which is oxidation. So when you see a banana go brown, that's oxidative reaction. That's not a malleard reaction. But when you see a caramelization of sugars, um, that's malleard reaction. So malleard can only really happen heat generated, not um, oxidation. Heat or chemical, yeah. Heat or chemical. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's some of the wonderful things we get in like the English browns and the English well, miles. Well, that's, that's when you're happens, when you're kilning the malt, right? I mean, that's it happens, happens every time. Every you brew, part right? of the process, it happens from kilning to drying the malt, decoction to um, mash viscosity. Whether your mash is thick or thin, it happens with boil time and the rate of boil. If your if your rate of boil is fifteen percent or higher you're going to experience some greater Malleard reaction. Okay. And Malleard reaction, what it does is just changes the sugars to different sugars that can't get fermented. So it makes your the body. That's why people decoct it back in the day, so they can get a better body with their beer. Hmm. Now, since you have so highly modified malts today, if you de- decoct your highly modified malts, you're going to have less of... Um, less of... Um, What's it called? Less of fermentable beer, so you're gonna have less efficiency in your in your mash. Yeah, just it tastes different though. And it tastes different. It tastes yeah. like an uh, authentic old flavor of of styles of beer. So. I, I did one of those one day, um, a triple by accident, because I, I missed my numbers so badly on the <laughs> on the mash temp that I had to. <laughs> I just kept pulling pulling it out and boiling it until. I got the number where it needed to be. It ended up working out okay, but man, ended up with a high uh, ending. OG, right? It really wasn't too or, bad because yeah. the temp, it was um, the enzymatic process was happening at such a low temperature that what wasn't pulled out to boil fermented all to hell, and so you had it actually kind of evened out, and I didn't really notice much difference. I think had I approached it differently, had I had a good starting temp and then decocked it, I would have had a much much more malty beer. But I did that just to save my ass. That was I didn't plan on decocting three freaking times. Which, by the way, takes like an extra. Yeah, <laughs> it took three a couple hours. extra hours to do that. Yeah, right. I, I've never done that, and I would like to try it one day just to say I've done it. But 
I haven't tried it yet because I'm I'm not confident enough with my brewing to be like, oh yeah, I want to do a triple decoction. Right. And the melanoins, I mean, it's all about heat and about moisture. So it's about your your viscosity of your mash, how much moisture was used when you kiln the product, how much moisture was used when you dried the product, how much heat was implied. So and there's there's actually guidelines like a lower temperature with higher moisture will give you a bread-like flavor. And a higher temperature with low moisture will give you more of a chocolate raisin-like flavor. So, there's so I think that you need you really need to do some research on your malt. So and really know the profile of the profile. malt you're using. They provide all the data sheets for yeah. the malt. Right. If yep. you if you want to go the extra step and go to the like um who's the big one big maltster uh there's a couple big ones in the U.S. Uh, crisp or not crisp no, that's uh, uh, Northwestern or North. Um, I'm trying to think of well, North Country Malt North is like they malt. sell them, but I mean like That's Bryce Canada, is one I of think. them. And yeah, so anyway, they got you can actually go to the the people who actually grow and kiln the shit and get mm-hmm. the data, how much moisture is it, residual moisture, the temperature, the kiln, all that kind of stuff. It's in there if you're interested, and it will be useful. Yeah, for all those uber geeky brewers, is available out there. Um, and it's 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 important because if you're if you're trying to clone a beer. Think about that. Think about that whole thing. If you want to clone someone's beer, like some professional brewery's beer, you have to understand what moisture content they're killing at or uh, fermenting at and what, what moisture temp they are mashing at. You have to understand every little bit of their aspect to actually sure. get a good clone. So people that clone beers and can clone the beer, that's a good skill to have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very difficult to do. Oh, yeah. But it's a challenge. And that's like I said, that's way above my brewing level, right. but it, it's something, yeah, something you could think about for sure is is learning your malt. You know, just you know, not, that- not saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to go buy some two-row. Well, what kind of two-row? How, how was it processed? Right. Right. I think even some of the brewing software has at least part of that information in the grain database or a way to add it. I believe Beersmith does. It does, yes, it does. So you don't even really have to go and look up the stuff if you don't want to. No, it's there. Yeah. And, you know, you can make it up. You can make up the differences. You don't have to get exact numbers. You can make up the differences with equations. You could say, okay, you know, we're, we're mashing at 152, so let's mash at 152. They use this base malt. Let's use that base malt. So it should be similar. But it's not. It's, it's a difficult process for sure. Absolutely. So that's my little uh, spiel on melanoidins and Mayer uh, reactions and caramelization. Because, yeah. you know, I heard a lot of people talk about caramelization and, like, it's the same thing as, um, you know, melanoidin reactions and stuff. It's not. It's not the same at all. Like I said, mel- melanoidin. What's going on? <laughs> it's that time again. I need a beer. <laughs> Yeah, we'll take our uh, third break. We'll come back. We'll uh, talk a little more. We'll wrap it up. Stick around, guys. Final Gravity Podcast. Hey, guys. I like to shop. And when I come home from shopping, the last thing I want to do is carry my bags through the snow, ruining my cute shoes I just found on sale. I wish my husband would just get a shed from Pleasant Run Structures so I could have my garage back. He could put all of his man stuff in the shed and brew out there. I mean, all he has to do is call 908-237-1325 and get the man cave of his dreams. They even offer two-story sheds because I know he has a lot of shit. Pleasant Run Structures has two locations in New Jersey, Parsippany and Flemington, but they will ship anywhere. So it really is a no-brainer. Check out PleasantRunStructures.com for more info. That's PleasantRunStructures.com. 
Check it out today, because your wife might be so happy she can park in her garage, you might even get some. Does your kegerator still look like it belongs in a dorm room? Do you still have Coors Light or NASCAR tap handles on it? Look no further, Fisher Woodcraft has the solution. Fisher Woodcraft hand turns, exotic hardwood tap handles, and let me tell you, these things are beautiful. Give your kegerator that sleek look with a Fisher Woodcraft tap handle. Fisher Woodcraft also offers hand-spun bowls, mugs, and more. Look them up online, www.fisherwoodcraft.com. That's www.fisherwoodcraft.com. Hello, beer drinkers. Look at your peanuts. Now look at my peanuts. Now look at yours. Now back to mine. Sadly, your peanuts are not JB Gourmet peanuts. Look down. Now look up. Where are you? You're at jbgourmetpeanuts.com. What's that in your hand? It's the original peanuts. Look down. Now look back up. It's the spicy. What's that in my hand? It's a 16-ounce jar of peanuts. Look again. They're gone. Look again. The refill bag has filled it back up. Now they're diamonds. Spicy, delicious, addictive diamonds. I'm on a horse. Give them a call, man. Ask about their peanuts. 201-906-8777. Or visit their website, jbgourmetpeanuts.com. That's jbgourmetpeanuts.com. Hey guys, it's Jay. Just wanted to reach out and thank all of our listeners for supporting our show over the years. Keep it up, man. Don't forget to go to our homepage and click on those links for the AHA and BYL. Helps you out and it helps us out as well. If you think there's nothing better than a look of polished stainless and copper, if you're not sure that six tap handles is going to be enough in your chest freezer, then you're in the right place. Welcome back to Final Gravity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, bitches? Way back. We're back. We're on the way back. I'm going to take a trip on the way back bus. We need to give away some yeast, fellas. Uh, I don't know. Let's think. Can we think of a question for some yeast? What's a melanoidin? Ah. <laughs> Who was paying attention in the last second? I don't know. I'm just kidding. That's not the official question. Jay is the official question guy. No, that, um, I got some coupons here. We need to give away some yeast. Let's do one in the chat and one for the podcast listeners. Because it's Saturday night and only those with no lives join us on Saturday night. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Danny. Okay, well, if that was the question, I think we have an answer. Yep. Wise ass, you got yourself some yeast. How's that look, Warren? What does it say? It says, an amino acid and a protein bonding. I think you nailed it, right? No? Oh, that's a polymer, right? It's a, it is a polymer, and it is an amino acid, but it's not a protein. Uh, polymer? Is that... 
polymers of plastic, no? Polymers. I think, I, I think there's multiple kinds of polymers. Oh. I'm confused. Yeah, the question again, uh, I'm in, in really simple terms, what is a melanoidin? And it's not an old, uh, what was it? Pizza Hut can't? No, it's a Pizza Hut. Avoid the melanoidin. <laughs> <laughs> Avoid the, the noid? <laughs> yeah. Avoid the noid. <laughs> That's for all you light lager brewers. Avoid the noid. <laughs> Speaking of which, Carl never got it, huh? Yeah, Carl fucking gold medal in light lager at War of the Words, which is pretty impressive. 800 plus entries, and he takes gold in light lager. That's pretty, pretty impressive. Awesome. With a with a beer that was 14 months old. Yeah. Little, yeah. yeah. Wow. A over a year old. Yeah, and that that's a pretty uh, it's a pretty straightforward competition, man. It's it's tough to take medals in that competition, so we're proud of him. Good job, yeah, Carl. Absolutely. And I, I, I wanted to wish uh, Sean a happy birthday. Sean, Sean McCartney. Yeah, she was going to come up, and uh, her and Carl were going to come up, but I guess they had other plans. They were going to go out and, I don't know, smoke some cousin and eat some dinner and drink a whole bunch of beer or something. <laughs> but we wanted to wish her a happy birthday. So if you're listening, Sean, happy birthday! It's your fucking birthday! <laughs> it's my birthday! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, guys, yeah, so uh, I don't know. We'll fucking think of something to wrap it up here. We only got a few minutes left because I'm thinking, I don't know, a lot of beer here to drink. I think Wise-Ass just nailed it. All Finally. Right. Yep. Yep. Amino acid and sugar molecule bond. Right. Yes. That's correct. Beautiful. All right, Wise-Ass, you got some yeast. And uh, I still have some of the Oud Bruin in a box right behind Warren sitting there for the last month or two, and uh, I'm going to... I'm going to send it to you one of these days. And if I don't send it to you before NHC, the good news is we're going to have a couple kegs of it. So you will taste it, I promise. And we're going to hang out with you in your room. And one of the guys in our club has a presidential suite. It's just going to be ridiculous. It's going to be a ridiculous party. I can't wait. Actually, I have a... Um, Who's got the suite? The uh, Dan. He got a presidential suite, dude. We're, we're going to rock on down there. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a great party. I can't wait. It's gonna be a much deserved party after this year with Sandy and every other thing that's gone on for us. I, I can't wait to just let go for three days and just just have fun. Yeah, I'll bring some bail money. Probably <laughs> a good idea. Yeah, I know a lawyer, so we're gonna we're gonna have to do a fundraiser <laughs> for final gravity bailout money. <laughs> You no. just won yourself a toilet. <laughs> no, never mind donating to the show so we can keep doing the show. Just donate to the show so we can bail our sorry asses out of jail. <laughs> no, it's not like that at those things. <laughs> Till we show up. Oh, hey, who are the man. naked guys over in the corner? <laughs> Who's the guy who looks like Cage over there? Who invited Peter Griffin? <laughs> now, Meg... <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, it's 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 going to be a ridiculous amount of fun. We're looking forward to seeing everyone there. So, Warren, do you know anything about like refrigerator maintenance, refrigeration? Jay, either you guys? That's one of the areas I'm really not not well versed in. I had a, I've got a problem on kegerator. Maintenance? No. Like Freon maintenance? Or? Well, not like that. I, I'm pretty sure the Xenon, the defrost the timer went went <laughs> shitty on Xenon. this thing. Uh, it's not xenon. There's no xenon in there. <laughs> I don't think. 
<laughs> but it's like a, on the back there's this little box at the bottom and there's a little um, what looks like a trimmer almost like a uh, you put a screwdriver in there and turn it and it turns the fridge back on if it goes into defrost mode but mine always goes into defrost mode like every three or four weeks it just goes into defrost mode and there's no cool and now it's just stuck in that and it won't compress at all but I don't think there's anything wrong with the compressor because that little thing's been wonky the whole time I've owned it I and I know you can replace them, but I've never done it and don't know. Probably better off just getting a new fridge. Well, that's the thing. I was We're actually going to be buying a new house main refrigerator for the kitchen, so I'm gonna we're going to have this other big-ass refrigerator that Beautiful. I can convert. But if I could fix this thing up and sell it, it would be nice, you know, because yeah. I think the, the, the timer is only about 30 bucks, so it's already drilled. Like I could sell it with the taps on it and everything, probably on Craigslist. Craigslist. Huh? Probably could sell it now. Yeah, it's true, but... If there was some xenon in your fridge, this is <laughs> what it would sound like. <coughs> okay. And anyone that's not from Jersey wouldn't know who xenon is. They were a, a <laughs> band from the 80s out of, nice. I think, Jersey City or something. Yeah, but that that's xenon. I mean, I mean, everyone knows the only place you're going to have xenons in the flux capacitor, so that's just ridiculous. Or on SOU. What about Rayon? <laughs> hey, listen, don't tell us about your undergarments. <laughs> My undergarment. You got the magical Mormon underwear going? Yes. It's Rayon. <laughs> Is that the secret to the Mormon Empire? Rayon? N- non-inchy. Okay, good. What about a ballroom? All right. I don't know. I think, uh, for what it's worth, we probably should just wrap it up tonight. We are going to have some better shows coming up, guys, I promise. Uh, summer's tough. Everyone's busy. We still, I'm still trying to nail down Wayne Milford, ex-dogfish head guy, now Two Rivers Brewing, trying to nail him down. Have they opened up yet? They're open. I don't know that they're actually they serving. Yet? I don't know. They're, that they're, they're brewing. I don't know if they're actually serving yet. Um, but, yeah, they are open. And uh, I'm excited to get up there. we got to make a trip up there. Apparently, the building they moved into is gorgeous. So I want to check that out, too. It is. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. I've been by there. I haven't been in it, but I've been by there. And in a couple of years, we got to make it out to Belgium with Larry Porter from Porter's. He does a Belgian trip every year. Does he? And, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, that's right. It's like, it's like uh, 1700 so, bucks. Yeah, $1, All-inclusive. Yeah, I saw the whole package when I was out there. Porter's is just Beyond, beyond, and it's just Porter's like, is cool, man. It's it, 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 it's not you know a beer mecca by any chance, no, but it's no. it's a cool little pub. And right around the corner is Black and Blue, which is a Belgian bar. Yeah, sweet. Another one, yep. Yeah, that he owns both of them. Yep. And yeah, <clears throat> we should do a uh, you know a, a club or show trip to Weyerbacher. Absolutely, so close. we talk about that all the time, and uh, that's we, something that we have to. Do. Yeah, well, I've been out there for the tour, and they're really cool, and it's a nice joint, so. Maybe maybe they'd be up for doing like a we could do a show from there or something. That'd, that'd be, be awesome. Cool. Do a remote from there. And we have a couple barrels from them too, which is cool. And we have contacts. I mean, Natalie works there. And yeah. Time, so we'll get out there. We'll get to what I'd love to have them on the show or do a remote from there. Either That's or. where we will do our debut and book signing for the gluten free brewing book. That's a very <laughs> very good idea. And maybe we'll we'll have taken the world by storm with our gluten free book that they'll want to brew the recipe that we have in the book. Well, I've been writing the book the whole time we've been on here, so right. we're showing so people it's, out. It's already it's done, over. so don't, ever, you guys just don't, don't anyone, even bother. Yeah, no, don't even not, try because it's, it's, it's already written because Forrest's like a fucking madman with that shit. He's <laughs> like already got a patent. Fucking trigonometry in his head right now. He's Copyright's fucking. already done. <laughs> 
<laughs> Trigonometry. Yes. What are you talking so, about? So the gluten-free beer that we named it, we named it Gluten for Punishment. <laughs> nice. And then we had Gluten for Punishment 2. Nice. Was that Gluten for Punishment 2, colon, Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo? Sure. Awesome. Nice. Oh, that had, Yay. like, vanilla ice in it, didn't it? No. No, uh, no that was no. before him. It was good stuff. That was the 80s. Right. The first one was good. The second one, not so much. All right. So anyway, guys, uh, look for some better shows coming up here in the future, and we're going to bug out. Uh, we're going to electric bugaloo out of here and maybe hit the local watering hole. I don't know. We're going to do something or just drink a whole bunch of beer and shoot at bears. Uh, <laughs> Dude, break out the Pelican. I haven't shot a Pelican in ages. Oh, it's so much fun. How's that song go? We're going to march down to Electric Avenue? We're yes. going to rock down, rock down to, to Electric Avenue. I got a bunch of empty beer cans we can shoot at. Hey, who sings that song? There's a trivia question for you. Eddie. Eddie. Oh. Any money? No, no. no. Uh, there you go. That's two There's, tickets wait. to Electric <laughs> Avenue. Don't nobody say it. This is for the podcast listeners for a vial of yeast. Uh, email me at, at uh, finalgravitypodcast at gmail Who sings Electric Avenue? There you go. And there's for a free vial of yeast. That's for the podcast listeners, not the chat. Someone here is googling it right now. Right, you guys, you, you guys can put it up in the chat, but that, that's for the uh, podcast listeners. I know who it is now. Don't tell me because I'm going to tell you because I actually know who it is. Okay. All right, guys, uh, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to call a little early night, and thanks so much for hanging out, guys. And we will start to do this with a little more frequency. I promise. It's just been a rough, uh, rough couple of months here. And uh, yeah, this past month sucked. I it just, it just sucked. Well, it was great for me. I mean, I had the birth, but it's hard. It was hard. The weather's been shitty. It's I've hard. been swamped at work. I'm uh, drinking. We lost a family member. It, it's just, it's been a little tough on this side. So, but we will, uh, we'll be back, you know, more frequently for you guys. So stay in touch and uh, stay in touch with yourselves. Brew some more, people. Brew on. Absolutely. And uh, let's see, what can we take them out with? Um, let me see if I can find some of the old Electric school. Avenue, asshole. Uh, of course. <laughs> That's a fucking brilliant idea. Why didn't I think of that? I don't know why I screamed asshole at you. It just kind of came out. Hey, listen. <laughs> it was uncalled for. I apologize. No, it was totally called for. Why didn't I think of that? Let's see. Hold on here. Let me so I was just so excited after having written most of this gluten-free brewing book just now. I know. It's like you're like ready for the end credits That's already. That's how you spell gluten-free. <laughs> Glutton-free? <laughs> Gluttony-free? <laughs> All right, hold on. If my computer ever decides it wants to work, God, I fucking hate Windows. Me too. You know, I got a new computer. I got Windows 8. You like it? I do. A well, lot. it's got to be. It's got to be better. Actually, the little netbook I'm typing uh, in the chat on is a. Uh, it came with a Windows 7 crippled shitty edition. Uh, my wife was using it, and then I, I put uh, Linux Mint on there, and it's fantastic. I love it. You like Linux? I do. It's not the end-all, be-all. It's not the answer for everything and everybody, but it's to the point now where, like, you could seriously just install anything, and it I, I mean, it picked up all the drivers for, like, the little built-in webcam, and I mean, everything. Just, I didn't have to do anything. Just run the installer, done. Yeah, Everything's on it. Windows 8's like that, too. Good. Should yeah. be. It's fucking expensive. Yeah. It was good, though. Well, I think that's it, huh? What's going on, Jay? What you got? I'm still looking. Go ahead. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Um, it's all app-based. Yeah, but you can actually install desktop apps on it, right? Well, yeah. Well, it has a desktop that you can get on there, right. too. So, yeah, absolutely. That's my complaint about the iPad. 
you can't actually install like a hardcore like I want Photoshop on an iPad and you just can't do it. Can't do it, huh? No. There's some pretty cool video I mean, photo editing, video editing apps, but it's not the same. You know, I want Lightroom or Photoshop on an iPad. I would kick Boy! Boy! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hardcore synthesizer. I think I'm going to get myself some electric beer. There you go, guys. All right, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers. Don't forget to post on Facebook in the Final Gravity Group, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter. It's yeah. FG Podcast and retweet our shit. Yeah, and uh, we have some forums up on the site. Check them out because they're a little weak. So check them out. Get in there. Post up your recipes and all that good shit. And uh, we'll see you next time. Rock on. <laughs>